2 Corinthians 10. It says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, his presence and base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with you with confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. What does all of that mean? What Paul is saying is he realizes that there is some trouble that is going on, and he realizes some people is saying some things about him that they don't need to be saying. That's what verse 1 and 2 is simply teaching us. But notice verse 3, 4, and 5. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want to preach on this thought. There's several things that has been on my heart since I've been studying this chapter. One thing that came into my mind was this. All believers, whether you realize it or not, we're in a war. But the war that we are in is an invisible war. It's a war that happens in our hearts. It's a war that happens in our minds. And so many people deal with this war. A lot of people don't admit it, but we all battle with things in our minds and in our lives. And the Lord began to deal with me as I was studying these verses, and this is the title of the message, The Lies, The Lies That You and I Believe. The Lies That You and I Believe. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Word of God. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being here this morning. I truly believe there are people in this service that, God, you want to set free. There's some people in this service this morning that you want to deliver, that you want to help, that you want to expose how the enemy works in our lives. And I pray, Lord, that you would bind the powers of the evil one, and God, that your spirit would move amongst us, and God, that you would move in a mighty way, that you would help us to understand your word, change our lives. Let us hear something today through the word of God that we can take with us for years and years and years to come, and we'll be real, real careful to thank you and praise you, to give you all the honor and glory for what you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. The lies we believe, the lies that you and I believe. As I began to study here, and I got to verse number three. The first thought that the Lord dealt with me about is this. We walk in the flesh, but we do not war after the flesh. As I begin to study this, I find out that as you and I live in this life, we live in the body of our flesh, a body that has no doubt imperfections, a life that we live that no matter how much we pray or seek the Lord, we still in this flesh will have weaknesses, 
We will still have afflictions and sorrows, and we'll all face temptations in life. There's no doubt about it that you and I, although we are believers in Jesus Christ, and I pray that everyone under this roof is, but we still walk in this flesh. But let us all be reminded that we do not war after the flesh. When we begin to study that phrase, we do not war after the flesh, it simply means this. The book of Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse number 12, the Word of God teaches us, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let us all be reminded that our battles that we face, it is not against your brother, it is not against your sister, it is not against the people that is sitting around you in a church pew. It is not against the people that you and I work with. But it is against a wicked, ungodly devil. Amen? And you and I need to realize that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But we do wrestle against the wickedness of this world. When I begin to study about that word against, it means a direction. And it means towards. 2 Timothy 2, 3, and 4 teaches us this, to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. When I begin to study these verses about this war, about this battle that takes place in the life of every single person that's ever been born, I realize three different areas that the Lord began to deal with me about, and I'll, I'll repeat these several times through the message. But I want you to listen to this real closely. I believe that every single one of us fights a battle. We have warfare with the desires, the desires that are in our hearts. I believe that we all fight this invisible battle, this warfare of the darkness of this world. And I believe that every single one of us fights this battle, this warfare, listen now, of the doubts that are in our minds. Did you hear those three things? I'll say it again. Desires of the heart, the darkness of the world, and the doubts that are in our minds. But when I begin to study this, and Paul says it here, that though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. I begin to think about this warfare that takes place in the life of each and every individual. It don't matter, I have found out what your age is. It don't matter if you're a young person, if you're middle-aged, if you're older, or even older than older. I don't even know if that makes sense or not. It don't matter to me if you're a man, a woman, a young boy, or a young girl. I'm finding out that every single one of us deals with battles that takes place in our lives. That every single one of us deals with a warfare that happens in our minds. Now, I'll say this as a personal testimony. This week has been a good week. This week has been an exciting week. Me and my wife has got to spend a lot of time together. We've got to visit some together. Uh, we got to go to some dinners together, and we've got to do a lot of good things serving the Lord together. And my mind has been clear. My heart has been settled. Everything seems that it was going really well this week. And then I begin to study for this message. I begin to pray about what the Lord would have me to preach to you good folks that's going to be here this morning. And it's amazing to me, before my 
clock ever went off this morning, I woke up, and when I woke up, there was a battle that was raging in my mind, and my mind began to say things to me like this, I don't even know why I'm doing what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know why I'm going to get up and go over and try to preach this message. I don't even know why. You know what? Sometimes I feel like I might just want to stay home today and get me some extra sleep. I might call one of these other preachers and tell him I ain't going to be able to make it. I, if they can, could they preach for me? I don't know about you, but I had a real battle in my mind this morning. And I'm interested, is there anyone else in here this morning that ever battles things in your mind and in your heart? If there is, say amen. Yes. See, we're all alike. You say, well, you're the preacher and you battle. Oh, yeah, I battle. I've been saved since I was 19, but I still battle battles. And the battles that I fight, I can't see it. It's invisible battles. They happen in my heart, they happen in my mind, and they happen in my life. If you with me, say amen. Amen. I begin to think about these battles and this war that we fight against. But then this thought come to me, and I want you to hear it real close. If this battle that we fight with our desires in here, with the darkness in the world, and with the doubts that comes into our mind, if it's not a fleshly battle, then it has to be a spiritual battle. So if it's a spiritual battle, then we have to be battling with Satan. And if there is a spiritual battle that is going on in our lives, then ask yourself this question. What is the purpose of the battle? What is the purpose of the warfare? What is the purpose of when sin tries to enter into my heart and give me ungodly desires to follow after? What is the purpose of that happening? What is the purpose of the darkness in the world? But then you've got to ask yourself this question. What is the purpose of the doubts and the confusion that I have in my mind. Why is that happening? There has to be a reason behind it. And I pray this morning that through the Word of God we can expose the devil and his purpose of trying to defeat us. If you're with me, I'm going to ask you a lot. Say amen. amen. I believe God wants to deliver some people this morning. And I believe the Lord through his word, not through me, but through the word of God, wants to set some people free. And I believe through the word of God, the Holy Spirit wants to show you how is it that we can battle these desires, this darkness, and these doubts. And I believe this morning, if you'll listen and pay attention and let God do something in your heart, in your mind, and in your soul, you can leave out of here with some weapons to be able to fight against the evil one this morning. Amen. So notice this in verse number four. For the weapons of our warfare. The second thought the Lord dealt with me about is the weapons of our warfare. What does that mean? That means the tools. It's the instruments. It's the armor. It's the means. Listen, it's the means of how to have victory. So many of us live as believers, but yet we live our lives defeated. So many of us live our lives born-again believers, but yet we go through our days beat down and beat up. So many of us, we know that we're going to heaven, but we stay so defeated, it's almost like we're going to die and go to hell. 
So many of us, God has blessed us and helped us and done great things in our life, but we don't have any joy in our souls because of the battles that we have inwardly and the battles that we fight in our minds. It's constantly trying to rob us of the joy that the Lord intends for his children to have. So when I begin to study about this battle that takes place, what is the weapons of our warfare? What is the victory that the Lord can give us? What are the tools that he has in his scriptures so that you and I can leave out of here different than the way that we walked in? What's the tools? What's the instruments? What's the armor? First off, let me tell you what it is not. Not let me tell you what what it is not, but let the Word of God tell you what it is not. Look at verse number four. For the weapons... That's the tools, remember that. That's the armor. That's the victory for the weapons of our warfare are not, they are not carnal. They are not carnal. What does that mean, preacher? Are not carnal means they are not fleshly. The weapons of our warfare are not bodily. The weapons of our warfare is not a system of the external. The the, the weapons of our warfare are not talents. The weapons of our warfare is not your wealth. The weapons of our warfare is not your looks. There is nothing in this flesh that can give us the tools to overcome what the devil is trying to do in our hearts and in our minds. Does that make sense to you? There is not one thing that I am looking at or that you are looking at this morning that can give me the power, the tools, the armor to be able to fight what the enemy is trying to do in my soul and what the enemy is trying to do in my mind. The weapons of our warfare, that means the tools, that means the armor, that means the victory that the Lord wants to give us, they are not fleshly, they are not carnal. You cannot defeat the devil on your own. Do you understand that? They are not carnal, but what are they? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through who? Mighty, are you looking at your Bibles this morning? I hope you didn't close your Bible. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They are not carnal. But they are mighty through God. That means powerful. That means that God is capable. It means that God is the one to be able to. 2 Corinthians 6, 7 says this, By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on my right hand and on my left hand. If I try to defeat the enemy on my own, it will not work. But if I call on the thrice holy God of heaven and I say, God, I cannot do this on my own. I cannot fight these desires in my flesh. I cannot stop my mind from going where it's going. And Lord, I need you. I need your help. I need your touch. I need your power. God, I need you. If you can, in your power, in the name of Jesus Christ, could you please defeat these strongholds that are trying to destroy and ruin my life? That's how the strongholds are brought down. They are not carnal. They are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So what is that spiritual purpose? What is that spiritual purpose that the enemy is trying to do to you and I? Listen now. That spiritual purpose is he's trying to defeat us. He's trying his best to defeat us. 
But what you need to understand is, is it's really not about us, it's really about God. So what the enemy wants to do is to defeat God's children so that he can bring it up into the face of God. See, see the devil, the devil hates God. And he will do whatever he can to defeat God's children. Do you, do you understand that, child of God? He'll do whatever he can to get you as a born-again believer to start following the desires in your heart, that secret war that no one knows about. Your husband don't know about it. Your wife don't know about it. Mom and daddy don't know about it. The kids don't know about it. The preacher don't know about it. It's that secret battle in your soul that says, go here, do that. Nobody will know. Nobody will care. It's those desires. It's that hidden war. It's that invisible war in your heart and in your soul that comes from a dark world. It's those doubts in your mind when you say, look, I can't believe I thought that. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I went there. The purpose of that is spiritual. The devil's trying to defeat you, and he's trying to defeat me. That defeating means to overthrow. And when that defeat comes in our life and you begin to, to get overthrown, then this happens. Then it begins to frustrate. And when you get frustrated, and we study the word frustrate, it means to prevent the success of. And then when you feel like you failed, and you feel like you can't be what God would want you to be, then you get disappointed. And you get disappointed in yourself. Then when you get disappointed, the next, the next step below that is another word. It's called disperse. What that means, it wants you to scatter. It, it wants you to vanish like a vapor. In other words, you ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior, and he saves your soul. And then all of a sudden, these temptations come into your heart. These thoughts come into your mind. And then you mess up, and, you, and you're so disappointed in yourself. And then you begin to say things like this. Man, I messed up. I can't go back to church. I can't go back in there and sing in the choir. I can't get up and preach another message. I can't be the witness that God wants me to be, so I think what I'm going to do. Did you hear that? I think what I'm going to do. Did you hear that? I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm just going to stay at home. They ain't no need to go back. They ain't no need to try no more. They ain't no need to keep praying. They ain't no need to keep reading my Bible because I really, really messed up, and I'm so disappointed. I know God's disappointed. I don't love myself. He don't love me. Nobody cares. I'm all alone. I'm telling you, we need to quit believe in the lies that are in our minds. Oh, wow. Pray for me that the Lord will continue to give me liberty to preach this message because I truly believe that the Lord wants to set someone free in, in here and the Lord wants to set someone free in here so that you can leave out of here and have victory so that the God of heaven can tear down the strongholds in your heart and in your minds. In your heart and in your minds. The pulling down of strongholds. That means to demolish. It means to destroy. Look at it now. For the weapons of our warfare, the victory that we have, the tools that we have, they're not fleshly, but they're mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Holds. Demolish and destroy those strongholds that the devil tries to put in our lives. You've got to understand what a stronghold is. It's a castle. It's strong. It's built to hold you in the place that you're in and not to ever let you go back out. When you study the word strongholds, it means it's strongly fortified. What does that mean? It means it's doubly strengthened. The warfare of desires, the warfare of darkness, and the warfare of doubts, 
It's just the same example in the Bible of the walls of Jericho. The walls of Jericho who was tall. The walls of Jericho who was wide. The walls of Jericho that could not ever be brought down. And then God and the Word of God <laughs> tells the men of God, tell the priest to take the ram's horns and blow the ram's horns. But don't forget the ark of God because it's not about man's strength. It's all about God's strength and what God is wanting to do just as God through his word and through the power of God as those mighty walls of Jericho begin to fall. That's exactly what the Spirit of God wants to do through the word of God today. He wants the walls of Jericho to fall from around you so that those strongholds can be torn down, so they can be demolished, so that they can be gone forever. Me and my grandson, his name's Kix Wesley. He comes to the house on Monday and Tuesdays and some Fridays. And every now and then, I don't know how this got started, but every now and then he'll say, Pap, can me and you get a Hot Wheel, a little, you know, does anyone know what a Hot Wheel or a Matchbox car is? I don't want to lose anyone on them. Boy, them things is, I still love them. He said, Pat, can we get a little matchbox car and a hammer? And can we go outside and crush that car? <laughs> I don't know if I'd done that with him one time or how we got on that kick, but I'm like, yes. <laughs> and we'll dig through Jackson, my son, we'll dig through some of his old Hot Wheels and matchbox car. He'll pull one out and he'll say, that, I said, no, 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 that's a good one. No, that's a good one. We got to get one, and, and, and I'm not just preaching to the guys. I hope you girls get this. We're not going to get a matchbox car when you roll it across the table. It goes, we're going to get one when you roll it across the table. It's like, nah, 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 nah. we're going to get one when you roll it across the table. It turns right or left. We ain't getting one. It's just smooth. And we'll dig through there, and we'll get one of them old ones out. And we'll go out on the well house in front of the house, big old concrete circle. He'll lay that matchbox car down, he'll get a big old hammer. And he'll go, you ready, Pat? I'm like, boy, I'm ready. And he'll rear back and he'll hit that matchbox car and that thing will fly everywhere. And he'll go, go get it, go get it. And I'll run and get it and I'll put it back up there and he'll... And then we'll pick it up and we'll be like, wow. Wow. And then he'll hit it again and the bottom will fly off of it. And the glass will fly out of it. And the little wheels will fly with the little metal axis. And he'll say, pick it all up, Pat, pick it all up. And we'll pick it up and we'll take it in there in the kitchen and we'll lay it down on the kitchen table and we'll just sit there like... Man, we've demolished that thing. Are you with me? We have, we have tore it all to pieces. You can't put it back together. It's squashed. And she, he'll say, Mama, come in here, Mama, look at this car. Are you with me? It's squashed. It's demolished. You can't put it back together even if you want to. You know what God can do in your life this morning? 
You know what he can do to the strongholds that's inside of you, your desires? You know what he can do to the strongholds of the doubts that are in your minds? He can demolish them this morning. He can take that Holy Ghost hammer. And he can hit down on them thoughts in your mind. He can hit down on them thoughts in your heart. He can hit down on those things and that, them pieces, man. Hey, listen, the walls of Jericho will fall. They will be rubble. They'll go everywhere. And you cannot put it back together even if you want to put it back together. If you would just let the power of God move into that hidden war that you don't think no one else deals with. But every single one of us deal with it this morning. That's what he wants to do. He wants to tear down the strongholds in our lives. Tear down. Ain't you tired of them anyway? Ain't you tired of it? Ain't you tired of the, the metal doors that are built up in your heart? Ain't you tired of the bars that are over the windows that you can't even get your own self out of because of the thoughts that are in your minds? Don't you get tired of those battles? Look at it with, with me now. God is the one who can tear down those strongholds. Verse number five gives us the first one. Casting down imaginations. Casting down imaginations. That means to take down and to destroy. Casting down means the thought and imagination and the thinking. When you study that words, casting down imaginations, this is what it means. All things false. All things false. The reasoning of the enemy. <laughs> These thoughts, listen, casting down imaginations. Listen to me, folks. It's the thoughts that comes into your mind that automatically wants to stir up an argument. You ever had thoughts like that? The thoughts that come into your mind that automatically wants to make you mad. The thoughts that comes up into your mind that you say this, oh, when I get home, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. Don't look at me like that. Because every single one of us in here has had those thoughts come into our minds. It's those thoughts that for the sake of an argument, and you know what the purpose is behind those thoughts? you got to understand, when you think something in your mind, you must immediately stop and say, what's the purpose of that thought? Why did I just think that? The purpose of this thought, the casting down imagination, see, the purpose of this is because the enemy wants to make you and I against everything and everyone. Against the thought that comes into your mind that makes you against your spouse, that's not of God. The thought that comes into your mind that makes you against your family, that's not of God. The thoughts that comes into your mind that makes you against God, those thoughts are not of God. The thoughts that comes into your mind that makes you against your very best friends, those thoughts are not of God. The thoughts that comes into your mind that makes you even against the very house of God that you're sitting in, that the Lord saved you in and has blessed you in. But then all of a sudden you're like, I ain't going back. Where did those thoughts come from? And then when you figure out the thought that you're thinking, you got to ask yourself, what's the purpose of that thought? Why did I just think that? Why is that thought wearing me out? 
Why is that thought just staying in my mind and I can't get rid of it? And then all of a sudden, I start thinking on this and I start thinking on that and I start thinking on this and the next thing I know is, is I'm so mad I could spit fire. And then when I see them, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. It's a stronghold in your life. And the enemy's using it, and he's using it, and he's using it, and he's using it. And you're believing the lie. You're believing the lie. You're believing it. And the purpose is to make you against all things false. If it's ever happened to you before, say amen. I don't even know where it come from. It just come from out of nowhere. I don't even know what to do about it. I don't even know how to fix it. What do I do? Whenever you and I have a thought, we've got to understand the purpose of that thought. Why am I thinking this way? See, because it's not about flesh and blood. It's a spiritual thing. Jason, it's a spiritual thing. If you're driving down the road one day and you're like, I don't know why Pastor Keith ain't called me this week. I wonder if he's mad at me. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. Hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I can't believe the way that guy looked at me the other day. If he looks at me like that again, you know what I'm going to do? Why? Why? Why did you have that thought? What is the purpose behind those thoughts? It's not about flesh and blood. It's spiritual. Do you understand it this morning? It's spiritual. And the devil, Satan, is wanting to use your thoughts to cause division in your life. He's wanting to use those thoughts to build castles around you, board up your windows, put iron doors up so that you can never get out for the purpose of defeating you. And then when he defeats you, he will disperse you, and you'll never walk back into the house of God again. What is the purpose? Is it truth or is it a lie? What I'm thinking, is it truth or is it a lie? Let me ask you this. Have you ever written down your thoughts? If you're going through the day and a thought dominates you, have you ever written it down on a piece of paper and actually read it? I have been thinking all day that no one loves me and no one cares for me. That has been on my mind all day. Okay? Let's take that thought. Is that truth or is that a lie? Well, how are we going to distinguish it? How are we going to distinguish it? You going to call and get on Dr. Phil's show? Is Oprah still a thing or is she out of the picture? How are you going to distinguish if your thoughts is lie or truth? I'm going to tell you how you distinguish it. Does your thought line up with the Word of God or does it not line up with the Word of God? Because if I begin to think that no one cares about me, no one loves me, I'm on my own, and, and I start thinking that, and then all of a sudden, it starts causing division. It starts causing me to be separated. Hey, what's the reason? What's the spiritual reason? What's the devil trying to do with my thoughts? My thoughts are messed up. Why am I thinking this way? The Word of God tells me this. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. The Word of God tells me that nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ Jesus. The Bible tells me, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So what was that thought? Was it truth or was it a lie? It was a lie. Because I'll never be alone. Because the Bible tells me that my God says He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. 
my Bible says that he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I am never alone. I am loved by my heavenly Father. So is my thoughts lies or are my thoughts truth? What are you thinking? What's wrecking your week? What's got your mind in such a bad place? What's got you against people that loves you? What's got you so messed up? Is it the sinful desires that are in you, that war that you're fighting? See, we got to be reminded of this church, and I'm not going to be much longer. Listen, we got to be reminded of something. That hidden war inside the heart and soul of a man, a woman, boy, a girl, it's a real battle. I'm going to give you an example. I shared this example in the 8.30 service, and they looked at me like I had three heads. But it's the truth. You take a young person, you take a middle-aged person, or you take an older person, and you let that person get caught up in some sexual sins. I said sexual sins. It's okay to say that in church. And that person gets caught up into that. Do you think that they just going to snap their fingers one day and all of us going to be gone? No, my friend. Let me tell you something. Once a person starts dabbling into sexual sins, I said sins. I'm not talking about holy matrimony between one man. I said a man and one woman. I said a woman. That's holy matrimony. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about any sexual sin outside of the bonds of marriage. You cannot break that just by twiddling your toes and snapping your fingers. It is a stronghold from the pits of hell. And it'll grab a hold of you, and it'll hang on to you. It's going to take the power of a holy God to tear them walls down in your heart and in your life. Do you understand that strongholds of the enemy? Don't get quiet on me. It's strongholds of the enemy. You let a man, woman, boy, or girl of any age, of any age, start looking at things on their phones and on their computers that they don't need to be looking at. Oh, they'll just do it for a little while, and then they'll get victory over it. They will not get victory over it until the power of God comes into their life and breaks those walls down, breaks those bars down, and breaks those doors down. It is a stronghold in people's lives. And we might as well quit playing games about it, because every single person on the planet deals with some kind of stronghold in their life, whether it be a desire in your heart or a doubt in your mind, because it all comes from the darkness of this world. And he's wanting, listen, the presence of God, the Spirit of God, and the Word of God is wanting you to leave today with that walls of Jericho broken down and fallen in your life. He wants you to leave today with victory. So what are you thinking about? It's got your mind so messed up. Is it an evil thought or is it a godly thought? How do you know, preacher? You line it up with the Word of God, then you know. Can I give you another example? Let me give you another example of some godly thoughts. This was me. You ready for this? I was a sinner. And the reason I was a sinner is because of my sins. 
And because of my sins, I was separated from a holy God. And because of my sins, I didn't have access to heaven. And because of my sins, I was a miserable person. You say, what's the truth in that? The Word of God. For the wages of sin is death. But there was a day sitting in a church service where I felt the Lord begin to deal with my heart because the Bible teaches me that the Spirit and the Father will draw people unto His Son. I began to feel that in my life. I got up out of a pew, fell down in an altar. Why did you do that? Because I needed forgiveness of my sins. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And when I fell on my face, the best way I knew how, I asked Jesus Christ to forgive me of my sins. Was that the right thought? Did you do the right thing? Well, the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So check yes, check yes, check yes, and check yes. How do you know your thinking was right? Because the Word of God backed up my thinking. How do you know your thinking is wrong? Because the Word of God does not back up your thinking. The Lord loves you today. The Lord died for you. He wants to give you not just life, but He wants to give you life more abundantly. He wants you to leave out of here, not beat down and beat up with your mind and your heart in a bad place. The Lord wants you to leave out of here today saying, God is good. God is good. God is good. He wants your thinking to quit thinking lies and start thinking the truth. Because the Word of God is truth. Somebody's thinking here today is all messed up. You're so messed up in your thinking. Let me say this. I'm trying to hurry, but I can't hurry. There's a young girl here today, or there's a middle-aged woman here today, or even an older uh, woman here today, and in your mind, you're thinking, you're not pretty. I'm just not pretty. Everybody else just seems so pretty. I just don't feel like I'm pretty. I just don't feel like I measure up. I just don't feel like I match up. I just don't look like her. I just don't have what she has. My hair's not like hers. My eyelashes are not like hers. My body's not like hers. My face is not like hers. I want to ask you something, ma'am. I want to ask you something, ma'am. Where in the world did you ever hear that that's what made you pretty? I'm asking you. Is that what makes you pretty? I'm going to tell you what makes a woman pretty. Is the presence of the Holy Spirit in their heart and in their life. A woman that is dedicated to the cause of Christ, that loves Jesus and loves people. That's what makes a beautiful woman quit believing the lies of the enemy. And quit lying to your kids. Honey, you're the prettiest one in the world. Ain't nobody prettier. Why are you telling them them lies? Tell them the truth. So let me tell you what's going to make you beautiful. Let me tell you what's going to make you beautiful. Let me tell you what's going to make you beautiful. You get up there in that bedroom and get down on your knees and begin to call out on the thrice holy God of heaven. You open up the Word of God and spend time in that book. You be the witness that God wants you to be. You be 
the prayer warrior that God wants you to be. You be the witness that God wants you to be. And you won't ever have to worry about anything because the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things shall be added unto you. That's what will make you beautiful, young man, young lady. That's what will make you beautiful, ma'am. That's what will make you beautiful. My mama told me just the other day, she said, son, I wear this wig, and I just don't feel like I was pretty. Son, I walk with this walker, and I just don't feel like that makes me pretty. One day I'm going to get rid of that walker, and I'm going to get me a cane, and that'll make me look prettier. I want to tell you, Mama, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what makes you beautiful. What makes you beautiful is that day we left that cancer center, and me and you was talking about the good things of God, and you said to me, son, I got right with the Lord. I got rid of the sin in my life. I want to be what God wants me to be. I'm tired of being what the world wants me to be. I need Jesus more now than I ever have before in my life. Mama, I looked at you that day, and you was beautiful. You was beautiful, Mom. Has nothing to do with your hair. Has nothing to do with your back. And it has nothing to do with that stroller you're pushing in front of you. You got to quit believing the lies. And you got to start believing the truth. The truth of the Word of God. That's what makes you beautiful. God wants to set someone free today because you have believed this junk in your heart and you believe that junk in your mind for way too long. And the Holy Spirit wants to take the Holy Ghost hammer and demolish those strongholds in your heart and in your mind this morning. But you're going to have to let him. Oh, I'm so excited about this message. I'd love to see every young man, every young girl, every mama, every daddy, every couple, every person in this church on their face in this altar this morning calling out on a thrice holy God and watch the Spirit of God fall down on you and you get up out of here with victory. I said with victory in your souls. Quit believing the lies of the devil. In closing. Casting down imaginations. Bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's called winning the war. A thought that comes that's a lie. What's the truth? Remember what the, what the truth of the gospel did in your life. And that's what the truth of the scripture wants to continue doing in your lives. The purpose of the strongholds, don't ever forget it. The purpose of the stronghold is to defeat you. The purpose of the stronghold is to keep you so beat up and so beat down that you have no joy of Jesus in your soul. The castles, the walls, listen close and closing. The habits, but more than anything, this verse teaches us the pride, the high things that exalteth ourselves. Listen, don't try to replace the evil thoughts that the devil puts in your hearts with prideful thoughts that he's also putting in your hearts. When the whisper says, Preacher Keith, you're nothing and you're a nobody, I can in return say, oh, I am this mighty man of God 
that pastors Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. You know what that is? That's trying to lift myself above God. You know what I say to the truth of that? You're right. I am nothing, and I am nobody. But the Jesus who died on the cross for me and washed my sins away, I am heirs and joint heirs with the King. When you look at me, you're 100% right. I am nothing, but my heavenly Father is everything. And because of Him and Him alone, I have access through His Son, Jesus Christ. One day I get to go to heaven. Not because of me, but because of Him. You say, boy, this message, what about this message? This message is not about the messenger. This message is about the God of the Bible. Amen. I am nothing but just a sinner saved by the grace of God. It is his word. It is his truth. And it is his power that can set someone free. Not my word, not my truth, and not my power. It's all him. It's all him. I was telling Grace this morning, Grace, and I said, Grace, and please pray for me. I said, I know who I am, and I need God to do something this morning. Brother Grayson said, well, let's just go ahead and pray right now. God reminded me of a verse over in Isaiah chapter number 2. All I am is the breath in my nostrils, and I'm not guaranteed the next one. But our God is holy, and he is just, and he is true. I want to ask you something. Who in here this morning? fights that secret war of the desires that is in your soul. Them desires, those sins, those things. Who in here this morning needs some strongholds tore down? God knows about it. He wants to help you. He wants to, he wants to tear the walls down this morning. Who in here this morning is tired of believing the lies in your mind? You're just sick and tired of believing the lies in your mind. Come up here and ask the power of God to tear down those strongholds that's got your mind so fogged up and messed up. Replace the lies with the truth. If you need to come pray, you come on.